If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors protect their hard-earned wealth. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515 to strategize with the wealth protection diva today. Call Sage International. Now. The Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. In courses on strategic management and entrepreneurship, business schools teach the importance of starting first and foremost with a good idea and well-developed product market strategy, and then jumping through the window of opportunity before it closes. But the people who built visionary companies often didn't behave or think that way. In case after case, their actions flew in the face of the theories being taught at the business schools. They think differently, backwards in fact, shifting from seeing their company as a vehicle for the products to seeing the products as a vehicle for their company. I ask you to consider this crucial shift in thinking, the shift to seeing the company itself as the ultimate creation. If you're involved in building and managing a company, this shift has significant implications for how you spend your time. It means spending less of your time thinking about specific product lines and market strategies and spending more of your time thinking about organization design. Now, I don't mean to imply that your company doesn't need to have superb products or good ideas that make useful and important contributions to customers' lives. You certainly do. However, I'm suggesting that the continual stream of great products and services from highly visionary companies stems from them being outstanding organizations, not the other way around. Too many business owners lose sight of the fact that a business is an integrated organism. To approach any part of your business as though it were separate from all the rest, such as your organizational strategy, management strategy, people strategy, marketing strategy, and system strategy, all of them are totally interdependent rather than independent of one another would be lunacy because everything in your business affects everything else in your business. I call it the domino effect. If you're only managing the parts of your business, you're not managing the business. A system is a set of things, action, ideas, and information that interact with each other and in so doing alter other systems. In short, everything is a system. The universe, the world, the state of Nevada, the office I'm sitting in, the computer I'm using, the cup of coffee I'm drinking, the relationship you and I are having, they're all systems. In your business, there are three kinds of systems, hard systems, soft systems, and information systems. Hard systems are inanimate, unliving things. My computer, the colors of the office decor, my desk. 
Soft systems are either animate, living, or ideas. You're a soft system, and so is your sales funnel. Information systems are those that provide us with information about the interaction between the other two. Inventory control, cash flow forecasting, and sales activity summary reports are all information systems. Things, actions, ideas, information, the stuff of which our lives are made, and the stuff of your business as well. The innovation, quantification, orchestration, and full integration of these three kinds of systems is critical to the success of your business because it's the foundation. It's your business system. Everyone is familiar with the term time management, but of course, I'm going to go much deeper than that and say there's actually nine categories that you must manage. I call it the nine managers, which is my topic today, as a business owner to be truly effective and productive, which is the foundation for becoming an outstanding organization. Managing is about handling things, about maintaining order, about organization and control. The nine categories are space, stuff, information, time, tasks and priorities, technology, people, money, and myself. Let's start with the first category, space. The place of work and the surrounding environment affects every employee, customer, and vendor that enters your door. Your surroundings have a deep and profound impact on your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. If you or your employees are trying to work in a space that is not organized, noisy, too hot, too cold, bad lighting, traffic patterns that cause incessant interruptions, or is not laid out to support the workflow and work style of those employees, you've created an environment that is ineffective and inefficient, which translates into poor productivity, higher operating costs, and unsatisfactory results. The design of new office facilities or retrofitting existing ones needs to consider a broad range of factors including mobility, which is the single biggest technology factor. The trend is smart, capable, secure, and efficient buildings. The second category is stuff. This is cash, inventory, tools, supplies, equipment, and confidential documents. Employee theft of cash, property, and merchandise costs American businesses as much as $50 billion on an annual basis and is a primary cause of a significant percentage of small business failures. Having appropriate systems in place, such as tracking and management software to oversee the flow of products and services, tools and equipment in and out of your organization is critical. Inventory management is a crucial piece of a business's profitability, but a lot of small businesses don't practice good management when it comes to the items they sell. Some businesses have too little inventory, unable to meet customers' expectations by supplying enough available products. This often drives customers away, sometimes to another business and sometimes for good. On the other hand, many businesses go the other way, overstocking items just in case. Though you'll always have the items your customers are looking for, the risk with this strategy is bleeding money from your business. Excess inventory not only ties up valuable cash flow, but it also costs more to store and track. 
Effective inventory management lies somewhere between these two extremes. While it requires more work and planning to achieve an efficient management process, your profits will reflect your effort. Our third category of the nine managers is information. The purpose of information management is to design, develop, manage, and use information with insight and innovation, support decision-making, and create value for individuals, organizations, communities, and societies. It seems like a daunting challenge. Understanding information management from input, classification, and actual management, business process management, record management, content management, collaboration, etc., to storage and output of information. Fortunately, we don't need to understand or master everything at once. It starts with knowing what you need to know, what your customers, workers, partners, and managers want you to know, and looking at information management from a holistic perspective and some distance helps you solve many of the other challenges you have as a business owner. And to do so, it's important to focus, understand the essential questions, answers and evolutions across the various aspects of information management and regarding the role information plays and will play in your business. The importance of information to an organization cannot be overemphasized. It's critical to its success and has a very significant impact on the ultimate effectiveness of the whole organization. Also related to managing information is communication. There are four fatal assumptions that business leaders make concerning their communication. One, people understand what was communicated. Two, people agree with what was communicated. Three, people care about what was communicated. And four, people will take appropriate action. The biggest problem with leadership communication is the illusion that it has occurred. I have a saying that I remind myself every day. The quality of my communication is the quality of the response I get. Miscommunication, poor communication, or no communication will always create problems. Communication is a means by which behavior is modified, change is effective, information is made productive, and goals are achieved. No business can operate effectively without developing the internal systems to collect, organize, store, and communicate information, both internally and externally. I also want to add behavior. Behavior is what people do, and much of it's conveyed via verbal or nonverbal communication. Examples of nonverbal behaviors are the salesperson who fails to greet a customer, a fellow worker who shows up late, a repair person who leaves a mess, all communicate something. Two important rules of communication. Anything can and will communicate and B, the receiver of the message determines what it means. The fourth category we must manage is time. The clock never stops moving. Remind yourself every day when you start your work that in your hourglass of today, there are only 1,440 minutes. 168 hours per week is your allotment to use your creative mind, talents, and physical hard work to manifest the business that supports the lifestyle you want. Think about it. Time is your only true currency. 
You have to get real about who and what gets your time, talent, skills, resources, and life energy. But first, you have to think about how you're currently using your time currency for the five types of energy, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial. What if you have self-defeating thoughts or feelings like anxiety, worry, doubts, fears, grudges, and a lack of direction? I call those time leaks, which means it's impossible to be creative, inspired, functional, or happy. And if you understand you're the creator of your life by your thoughts and actions, then you also understand that all energy gets results. It's called cause and effect, and that requires you to be conscious of all the energy you emit. It's important to identify whatever it is that you experience in your life as a time leak or activities that simply waste your time. The myth of multitasking. It's not a reality, it's not efficient, and has everything to do with being ineffective. Fact is, our brains cannot effectively do two things at once. What we actually do is switch tasking, going back and forth between two tasks. Let's say you're writing an email. Someone walks in and asks you a question. You try to continue writing the email, miss half the question, have to stop and ask them to repeat the question. Then after a hurried answer, you go back to typing your email. Switch. Because of the break in concentration, you had to find where you were in typing the email. This incurs a loss of your train of thought, and guess what? This becomes very costly from an efficiency and time perspective. Now, there is a difference between background tasking and switch tasking. Background tasking is when you perform two or more tasks where only one of those tasks requires mental effort, eating dinner while watching TV or listening to music while working out. Let me offer you some solutions to switch tasking. Schedule recurring appointments with your key people. Set expectations and create personal shop hours to let people know when you'll be available. Resist making active switches. You initiate the switch. Minimize all passive switches. Come at you without immediate choice like email alerts. Give people your full attention when dealing with them. Every day, there's a million things you could spend your time doing to keep the business moving forward, from shipping, quality control, vendor selection, paying the bills, or writing a newsletter. There's an endless stream, a raging torrent, really, of things to do, contemplate, and decide. Each one feels critical. Each one screams for your attention. Each one can seem as urgent as the next. When you look at it all, it seems daunting and overwhelming. Sometimes you find yourself unable to focus on any one thing. One of the most important decisions you can make is where to spend your precious time and attention. Time is a neutral element. It doesn't have any feelings about anyone or anything. It does not care whether it works for you or against you. Deny its true worth and it can feel like a constant burden of restriction. Allocate it wisely, however, and it can appear to stretch before you like a canvas of limitless possibilities. I've discovered that few people seem willing to set a price on the worth of their own time, yet, as I teach, everyone in business must do this, and soon. 
Since your life consists of the sum total of choices regarding how you choose to allocate your time, it stands to reason that the level of success you achieve in your life will correlate directly with how wisely you used your time. Using time well is a skill that is developed with practice. The most preferable way to approach time management is through choice, balance, and focus. After this break, I'll share the fifth area to manage, tasks, and priorities. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Tasks and priorities. There exists a fallacy of compartmentalization. A lot of folks try to divide their life into buckets, our work life and our home life, as though we can somehow slip out of our skin and assume another identity when transitioning between them. Every area of our life is hardwired to every other area. It's impossible to perform a task in one sphere and not have it affect another. Energy we put toward a work task is energy we can't put toward a personal project. When planning your life, you need to account for every commitment you make in every area. Can you think of a time in your life when the convergence of your personal commitments and your work commitments have caused you to feel overwhelmed and ineffective? That's why I want you to consider the concept of whole life planning. There are three horizons of whole life planning I recommend you think about. Weekly, monthly, quarterly. It's critical to get ahead of your energy commitments and examine them objectively. Saying no to a new opportunity is very difficult in the moment, but if you've been strategic in your planning and know what a new commitment will truly cost you, then you can refuse them with confidence. Once you understand your limits, you'll be able to manage your energy more effectively. A second energy management practice is pruning, which means eliminating less effective activity. Every time you make a choice to do something, you make a choice to not do something else. Our sixth category within the nine managers is technology. Technology helps increase the efficiency of systems, products, and services, can improve employee engagement, provides an unlimited supply of knowledge, and can help you explore new growth markets and opportunities. It tracks and streamlines processes, maintains data flow, and manages contacts and employee records. Technology can help secure and preserve your critical data with the latest cybersecurity advancements like antivirus or cloud protection systems, along with password protections and secure credit card processing. In fact, this increased efficiency in operations helps reduce costs, expands the capacity of the business, and provides a company with the tools to sustain itself and flourish. Also, technology is critical to addressing disaster recovery when natural hazards, human error, cyber criminals, hardware failures, software corruption, and general IT failures. You must plan for how your business will survive or continue if any of those things occur. 
poor implementation, inadequate maintenance, a lack of IT resource capacity, the complexity of modern solutions, and misaligning systems to business requirements are just some of the causes that will damage your business. Making what can often be radical changes to your business is a daunting task, but one that's vital if your enterprise is to remain competitive. The technology landscape is complex, but your business needs to successfully navigate this environment to locate and then implement technologies that can have a transformative effect on your company. Our seventh category to manage is people, as related to unrestricted access to you. We get pretty upset when people steal our money, so why do we turn a blind eye when people steal our time? In fact, it's a pretty common occurrence for bosses, coworkers, friends, and even our family to steal our valuable time. Think about being reached at inopportune times, at inappropriate places, no advance notice, no time to think. Then you tend to rush through conversations, you agree to things you shouldn't and wouldn't if you gave the matter appropriate thought. Instant or quick is not the same as productive. Stop answering the phone or immediately responding to texts and emails. Block your time. Avoid those who waste your time. Set expectations and practice what you preach. If you want people to respect your time, make sure you're respecting theirs. Our eighth category to manage is money because that's where the rubber meets the road. Business is like Monopoly. When the cash is gone, the game is over. It starts with the business vision, which in turn creates the marching orders and the ability to create a financial model of that vision. This will allow you to determine the financial options that are available to reach that vision and the ability to create the financial systems that need to be in place for every aspect of that vision to be realized. A business must align its financial and physical resources to its strategy. Cash management is knowing precisely what your cash balance is at any given point in time. Cash management is being able to accurately project your cash balance in future months. Freeing yourself from worrying comes from knowing your current cash balance and what to expect it to be in the future. You must be aware of both so you can focus on building your business strategically. If you're able to determine what these two cash numbers are, you can adequately plan for the future. If the cash position is unfavorable, then you can develop a plan to solve the problem. The time to deal with a cash shortage is not when it's occurring. This approach can prove disastrous to your business. Cash flow problems don't just happen. If you start by using the financial tools available and expert professionals, bookkeepers, CPAs, right from the start to set up a solid chart of accounts, this will help to eliminate G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. A budget is one of the most powerful planning tools you have as long as you use it well. There is a trend emerging in many large companies which moves away from the traditional line item budgets to a rolling forecast, which means looking ahead. Hypothetical situation. A very large hotel, after looking back for five years, assumes that it would spend an average of $100,000 a year on soap. In the old budget model, that would mean the housekeeping department's allocation for soap would probably be about hundred grand for the next 12-month period. That number is locked in. 
even if halfway through the year, a stock market crash leaves consumers with less disposable income and in turn, the hotel with fewer visitors. So the problem under the old budget scenario was that a dip in revenue caused by fewer visitors, never mind the dip in need for soap, might have still translated into $100,000 spent on soap that year. In the forecasting model, again, using the same hypothetical numbers, the hotel might plan to spend $25,000 every quarter on soap. If in the middle of the first quarter the same negative event translates into a 20% decline in visitors and therefore 20% less soap used, the soap budget can be adjusted downward to $20,000. Then the excess 5,000 can be used by another department, or if there's higher occupancy than expected, creating more need for soap, the additional revenue can be allocated. This formula means that you're constantly looking at it in chunks and trying to make sure your numbers are trending where you think they should trend. Flash reports, dashboards, or key performance indicators. From the customer perspective, you measure things like customer satisfaction, customer retention, new customer acquisition, and customer profitability so you know if there are successful outcomes from your well-formulated and implemented customer and market-based strategies that will deliver superior future financial returns. From the internal business process perspective, managers identify the critical internal processes in which the organization must excel. Bottom line, what do you need to measure every day in your business to know if you're on track to generate enough income to be able to pay your bills or make adjustments in your business right away to increase cash flow, reduce costs or inventory before it becomes too late? Every single business owner must know what is going on financially. I use an Excel spreadsheet that I update every month with all of my monthly expenses so I know what bills are due each week. I also have my staff write down all the income receipted in for the day so when I check the bank every morning, I know what to expect in credit card deposits and what checks are still outstanding. I know exactly my cash position every single day, which is critical to running my business more effectively. The ninth and final category that must be managed is myself. The only accountability that really exists for the business owner is reaching or missing targets. Let's say, heaven forbid, you're in a serious accident and you're rushed to the hospital. What's the first thing that happens? Before they address the gash on your face, before they even think about the bone sticking out of your shin, even before a call is made to your family, where do the skilled physicians in the ER begin? They start with your vital signs. Your heart rate, your respiratory rate, your blood pressure, and body temperature. Why? Because your vitals are just that, vital. These are the key life or death physiological indicators. What is the point of sewing up your leg if your dropping blood pressure is causing the leg tissue to die even as it's being repaired? Medical personnel know that the discipline of assessing vital signs tells a great deal without asking a single question or performing a single invasive test. It saves precious moments when moments are all you have. This is also true about your business and your personal productivity. There are vital factors that determine the life or death of your business and performance. 
It's easy to get caught up in the drama of extremities, to respond to symptoms all day and end up with a dead business without even knowing why. This is never about working. It's about what you work on. To succeed, it's critical that you intensely focus your time, energy, and resources on those things that matter most, what I call your high payoff activities. Productivity is never an accident. It's always the result of a commitment to operational excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. Success has less to do with what we can get ourselves to do and more with keeping ourselves from doing what we shouldn't. High payoff activities are the activities that lead to improved cash flow and profit. As I like to say, what are you doing, focusing on, that leads you to the fastest path to cash? These would be activities that you can uniquely do or add value to because of your position or expertise. Activities that increase your personal capacity to generate ideas such as thinking time, researching, purposeful ideation, or intelligence gathering. Activities that provide cohesion or creative traction for your team in such a way that it increases future capacity. Activities that feed your energy, such as adequate sleep, exercise, or spiritual practice. I'm probably not the first person to tell you that an organized life is something to consider. Many people resist being organized because it seems dreary and uninteresting, lacks spontaneity, or appears too rigid. Yet within organization lies freedom. It gives you freedom to create, to think clear thoughts, and generally to live life calmly and effectively, as opposed to being weighed down by dangling tasks, half-forgotten ideas, time constraints, and general chaos. Organization also enables you to project an air of professionalism. It makes you appear to be efficient and in harmony with yourself and your life, which of course has a direct impact on how others perceive you. Harmony is simply more attractive energetically than chaos. When you exude an attitude of calm, you imply reliability, maturity, and mastery. Organizational control has many varied benefits, including improved communication, financial stability, increased productivity and efficiency, help in meeting annual goals, improved morale, legal compliance, improved quality control, and fraud and error prevention. By focusing on these nine categories to manage, space, stuff, information, time, tasks and priorities, technology, people, money, and myself, you can start to explore ways to improve your organizational systems and eliminate a lot of stress. Thanks for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. There is risk in owning investment real estate in your personal name. Sage International Incorporated, a local business, has been helping new and seasoned real estate investors with their real estate investment strategy by forming LLCs, series LLCs, and corporations to protect their real estate assets. Call 775-786-5515 for a free 30-minute consultation. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International.